As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hang.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman, where you'll learn to awaken your divine intuition and open your human heart. Sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and learn. Here's Sarah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman. Today, uh, we're in early November 2018, and we are working on our part two of our Entering Stillness, A Winter's Retreat. And the topic for today is about loving smallness, loving smallness, how how we can intentionally, uh, 40 days and 40 nights until the holidays, um, create this practice of living in peace and joy instead of going with uh, mainstream culture as we ratchet up in anxiety and spending and commercialism and busyness and must-dos and so forth and so on. And so we're focusing today on loving smallness. And as you'll notice, um, what we've done, what we've been doing the last couple months is we're um, featuring the radio show follows the the course, the self-study course that is available for you guys. And so this is a really a way to, it's kind of like I'm teaching the course on the air to some, to a limited extent. So if you want to dive into the course, and I think we have, there's a lot of folks. I think there's 160 something people signed up for this. We're going to roll it out November 13th. Um, Go ahead and sign up for that, sarahwiseman.com, and you'll see it right there on the first page. It's a self-study course. There's a beautiful private forum that you can participate in or not. It's not a Facebook forum. It's just uh, private to the group. And it's just a way to kind of ease into the holidays and help yourself be intentional about how you want to feel, especially when the group energy tends to get pretty riled up at this time of the year, pretty riled up. It's like group energy goes crazy at the time when the rhythms and the cycles are asking us to go slower and calm down. Today is Free Readings Thursday, and you can call in 
to 844-390-8255, and lines are open right now. That means if you call in, chances are uh, good that you're going to get a spot, and I would love to speak with you about pretty much whatever is on your mind, whatever's going on for you, whatever you'd like to look into. It's really my great pleasure to talk to all of you and provide a spiritual perspective to things. And also the way that in terms of this beautiful souls community that we have going on in the airways, you know, what one person asks about, somebody else is thinking about or what one person has a comment or is sharing on, another of you is also thinking about. And this is because, you know, this this idea of oneness is not, uh, oneness is not just some false idea uh, or some platitude or some way we we think about things. Oneness is really how it all works, this not only deep connection to everything and everyone, but this deep understanding that um, it's not just that we're connected to everything, we are part of everything, we are a piece of everything, we are all made up of the same particulate, is the word that I've been given in my um, my receiving and writing from the guides, Articulate this God energy, this universal energy. This is what we are all comprised of at the deepest level. Some call it, some call it love. Uh, some call it, uh, scientists might call it the God particle. Um, we're all made of this and thus we are the same. We are the same. You and I are not just interconnected by some six degrees of separation or any other way you want to think about it. You and I are connected by the fact that we are of essence the same. We are of essence the same. Um, we are of essence with other human beings, regardless of race or gender or politics or any age, all the, all the separations you can imagine. We are of essence of all of nature. We are part of nature. And we are also of essence of all what we might call the non-sentient, the non-living beings, um, we are of essence of those as well. Um, and so it's really, and you know, then we are of, of essence of everything beyond, um, this idea of matter. It's also includes time and space. You know, it's all just particulate of flying around together in this universe of oneness so you know one of the ways we talk about the holidays is the holidays is really a great time that we start to feel uh, if we follow dominant culture we start to feel very competitive and very separate from each other if we follow spiritual I guess I'll call it spiritual culture we rejoin into the oneness I want you to just close your eyes I'm going to do our meditation and again uh, lines are open, 844-390-8255. We're going to go to the phones in just a moment. Let's just close our eyes. 
And I want you to, in this flavor of imagining smallness or reclaiming smallness for the holidays, I'd like you to just go into your mind, go into your memory, and allow the universe to place into your mind's eye or into your sensing a memory of something you experienced over the holidays at any time in your life that was just incredibly joyous to you. A small, small, small thing. And just let a few of these small things rise into your awareness And I want you to see how old you were. What you were involved with, if you were on your own or doing a project maybe or uh, with others. Where you were living. Just going to just sort of scoping out what was it about this moment of smallness that you experienced that was so pleasing to you. And I'd like you to bring up one memory, and then I'd like you to bring up one more, and this might be from a different time in your life. And each of us has different memories, but again, they're very small. They're, they're, they didn't cost a lot of money. There, there wasn't a bunch of hype on them. They didn't take a lot of preparation or planning. And some of them were just incredibly unexpected. You were just sitting at the window and it started to snow and you walked outside and let the snow fall on you in the moonlight. That might be one. And now I want you to move your mind forward into all of the things, you know, we're, we're rounding the corner in the U.S. at least to Thanksgiving. I want you to round your mind all the way to New Year's Day. All of those days filled with expectation. And I would love for you to just sort of apply these small peaceful moments, the sense of presence, enjoyment, also kind of a sense of quietness, I think, for most of you, a sense of private peacefulness. And I want you to begin to think about how you can bring this feeling, which is really just a acute awareness, acute presence, into all of these calendar days ahead of you. We tend to get very quiet after the New Year's. But what we're looking for now is how to bring this sense of presence 
this appreciation of the small, still, silent, private, quiet thing into all of the days that we have. And just sort of spread that like a, almost like you're painting those calendar days or you're dusting some kind of sparkle of this beautiful presence onto those calendar days. I just want you to hold this intention with you as we move ahead. And again, if you're doing this course, there's some exercises to help you with that. Just hold this idea of this emotional quality, this spiritual quality, covering this time frame that is ahead. And with that, we will come back to our time together and begin uh, to talk to some of the callers. So let us go to the phones. And first we have Yvonne calling from Connecticut. Oh, Rita, I'm sorry, we have Rita from North Dakota. Rita, welcome to the program. Rita, are you there? I am here. Oh, thank you for calling into the program. What can I help you out with? Well, um, I am starting to work on getting a small photography business going, and I've been in the beginning stages. And it's only going to be more of a part-time thing, but I'm starting to feel like I am going to be quite small in this big area of a photography business when everyone else is doing that as well. So I don't know if you have any insights about business or what you might feel or see <laughs> today that could help me out. Yes, absolutely. Well, it's funny. Um, yesterday, so my uh, daughter is a... Uh, she's still a young, she's still, she's only 18, but she's been doing photography for many years. And, uh, yesterday she was assigned her mentor for the year as part of this program. And so I have been thinking about <laughs> photography quite a bit last night. And also, uh, my, both my grandparents were photographers. So I know, and actually I was a photo stylist. So I know a lot about photography. <laughs> and I'm really curious as to like what, what your, um, what your what your great love is like what's your favorite piece to do like if you could pick any single thing what would you choose to focus on as far as what i'm shooting in photography yes exactly like would you do would you do portraits or babies or weddings or documentary or what where's your passion for that well, products probably probably it would be in more of the lifestyle but that combines a lot of the other things that are in there. I I would probably do some senior high school senior portraits, um, mm -hmm. and then babies or pregnant people. I'm I'm a labor delivery nurse, so that's just kind of right up my alley. Ah, yeah. Um, but I also love nature, so it would be landscapes or you know birds, flowers. So those are mm -hmm. the kinds of things that. And with portraits, you can incorporate the landscape. And the outdoors in it so well, so that's yes. where I'm focusing. Well, and at. yeah, so you know that um, I think this is the right name. It's like Anne um, Anne Geddes. Do you know who that is? Um, I'm hearing a phone ringing. Just a moment. Hold on. I want to make sure we're still online there. There we go. So she combined this beautiful like newborns with 
you know, she had them like in acorn cups and I don't, I don't remember. She's not, yeah. and a lot of people have done that. Is that a style that appeals to you or are you um, more of a documentary style, I guess? Um, probably not the Ann Gettys. I know I've seen that and I've seen some other photographers um, do that. That, I would want to keep it more documentary or more real and natural. Yes, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. So, um, what I'm seeing for you is that it's really, um, when you know that you're going to be, you know, you're not going to become, I don't even know the biggest Annie Leibowitz, you know, tomorrow. So you already know that that's not where this is going to go. This is really about your vision and your passion for presenting your vision in, working with others, working with your subjects. So I think that it's so clear and sometimes we can't see the things that are, that are the most clear because they're clear to, they're, we're right in the middle of it, but this labor mm-hmm. delivery and this babies and mothers, that is the whole focus and doing it in a way that's not like Angetti's, but doing it with your own unique you know, if you want to shoot the mother and the baby in the woods or, you know, just safely, mm-hmm. of course, but, but, or if you want to do labor and delivery as, um, these beautiful, beautiful documentary stills, because you have access and understanding of that, you know, like taking actual birth photos, but doing it instead of this hurried, doing it with your phone while people are pushing, right. you're doing it in this beautiful, artistic, um, you know, astounding documentary way that could be just so thrilling. So I I think when you say the high school, that really just seems like sometimes I'll put things up in my mind. I'll put the high school up as a little, a little dot in my mind's eye and, and look at it and see how it does. And that dot just flips away. Like the universe won't even let me hold that idea up when I put the okay. idea of the the mothers and babies, that that idea just grows and expands, and it's it's um, your vision is very very interesting because you've seen so many babies being born, you have a really clear understanding of what that process is like to invite a soul into the world, and so you're uniquely provided with that vision that other people just don't have, you know, who haven't had the experiences mm-hmm. you've had. So um, I would focus on the delivery, newborn, infant, and, you know, the pregnancy also, just that whole phase of that. And the high school, for whatever reason, it seems like a lot of times high school kids are just taking their own or it's almost like you would be wasted in that field because you're so attuned to um, the pre, pre and postnatal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your fears about, it feels like, what are your fears about stepping into this? Well, I, I'm a little fearful that I don't take good enough pictures. I know I was thinking of that a few nights ago. I couldn't sleep going, am I really ready for this? Can I do this? And I get up and I look at all the other pictures I've taken, um, you know, of nature and, and things. And then I went, okay, yes, yes, you are. Mm-hmm. You're just. Um, it, there's a lot of people going into the photography and 
and a lot of people using the Photoshop and the Lightroom mm-hmm. to make their pictures seem more unreal. And I, you know, I don't want to get that far into mm-hmm. it. I just want to create the more natural. So yes, I, I guess I'm feeling small <laughs> in this yeah, world. So, There's a lot of good people out there. <laughs> yeah, but what if you, um, you know, the part of what you're doing is capturing the the authentic, you know. Um, so it's interesting. So this woman that I was looking at her work last night, she's a, a lot of what she does is a street photography, and she'll just go uh-huh. out with her camera and capture, you know, whoever she comes across. And it's real. Like it's not all yeah. photoshopped with fairy wings and so forth. So you offer the authentic, like what was really going on, not some imaginary idea of what was going on. You're capturing the real mm-hmm. truth, the truth of the moment. Yeah, so the word yeah. authentic does come, you know, that comes out to me as just being the way it is. <laughs> right, and, and authentic, you know, yeah, trying, go ahead, no, you go ahead, please, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and I think just, uh, I think the people that come to you, so what I would do is just only put up, you know, you do prenatal or, you know, pregnancy to, to infant or maybe even toddler with mother. It's all about the mother baby and, um, just start to put that up and the people will begin to come to you and then they'll tell their friends. And, you know, I think it's beautiful that you're going to take it slow and kind of, uh, not worry about growing things immediately. That That's too hard in artistic pursuit. And, as you start to work with people, you'll know more and more about what it is that, because you're co-creating, you're co-creating with the mother and the baby. <laughs> you're co-creating with the soul yeah. that's the baby, right? So you're, right. you know, new soul in the world. Uh, that's that they want to be captured with their essence too. What a cool, what a cool job you're going to do. It's really exciting. So, well, well, I yeah. hope it is. I, mean, I did. I do have someone uh, making me a logo and working on a website, so that yeah. I've got down. So I'm getting there, and by the time I get to the new year, I think I'll be able to have the website up and going. And yeah, and so it really just with you'll have a client, and then you'll have another client, and then by next year, you know, 2019, you'll be humming along, and you'll just wonder like, why did? Why was I afraid? I didn't. I love this. It'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> Anyway, well, Rita, thanks for calling into the program. I'm going to go take a very quick uh, break, I think. And uh, thanks for calling in, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Yes, you're welcome. So we're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll go back to the phones. Uh, You're listening to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman.
We are back with more Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman. I really liked Rita's approach of um, not putting a lot of pressure. You know, sometimes we get all this pressure, like we're going to do a launch and we're going to do this giant thing. And um, really, it's, again, this focusing on the small, loving smallness this week, uh, smallness in doing things with intention and doing things that are authentic and doing things that feel good and not worrying about how many followers and blah, 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 all of that. It's not important. What's important is the creative effort in the world or the, the focus we bring to something. And Rita was a good example of not worrying about how big something's going to get just worrying about the process of doing it. And for all of you guys who are creative out there, um, you understand the joy is in like when I'm, when I'm writing a, a book, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't even think about, you know, oh, will it be, uh, you know, well received? I, no, it's just like the joy is in the great joy is in process of the writing or the process of the photography or the art or the music or uh, the working out or or whatever it is you're doing in your life's work the joy is in the doing um, if it's received well it's great but if it's not that's okay too the, the joy is in showing up to the small details alrighty let us go to the phones and we have Beth from California Beth welcome to the program Hi, how are you? Oh, fine, thank you. Thanks for your patience. What is on your mind today? So, um, well, first of all, I'm glad that I got to hear that last little bit. I'm in my car, so I, I couldn't hear your, your your program, so I'm glad I got to hear that last little bit because I really needed to hear it. <laughs> good, good, um, excellent. Yeah, so I'm starting a business, and um, I've been, uh, like, couch surfing and, trying to save as much money as possible while I'm starting the business. And I just feel like things haven't been aligning as far as location. Um, I've been looking for a place to live for about three months now. Um, I've been up and down the California coast trying to do that. And I just haven't really felt in alignment. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that I'm going one place and then it doesn't work out. And then I try somewhere else and it doesn't work out. And, so, um, yeah, just not quite sure mm-hmm. why things aren't aligning for me, if I'm sabotaging them um, or I'm not looking in the right space or maybe it's just not the right time. Um, but usually things feel a little bit more flow and I, I don't really feel in flow. I feel kind of in, you know, in flux. Right. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good uh, good 
thank you. I hadn't even thought of using that word, the flux. That's a great word. Um, what's your business? Uh, it's a hypnotherapy practice, and um, that's another part of it. Like, it's not, that doesn't feel fully aligned. It's almost like I feel like the piece, pieces of my life are all kind of there. They just haven't aligned yet. It's a hypnotherapy practice, but I also am an artist and, you know, mm-hmm. want to incorporate art somehow and uh, movement and uh, guided imagery. And what I've been doing, the hypnotherapy, hasn't quite been working for me um, mm-hmm. and and I'm not feeling so fulfilled. I'm not feeling fulfilled like I thought I would. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm expending way more energy um, than is actually kind of, uh, again, um, it's not fluid. It's not in flow. It's kind of going mm-hmm. out, but it's not coming back. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, okay. So I have a lot of things that are um, arriving. So I might, I might... <laughs> I might talk a lot. We'll see. Well, I usually talk a lot anyway, but that's why I'm on the radio because all I do is talk. Yeah. But, so anyway, um, so so for the first part is um, you're not the only one that is experiencing this lack of alignment or this sense of nothing is working out like it used to, you know, not like it used to be we could sense our direction and we'd follow and we'd be in flow state and it would all work out. But the last few months in, I don't know if it's the whole world, but many, 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 many people that I speak to and that I'm aware of and, and just this whole flavor is the last few months, it's like everything we try, it just kind of gets thwarted or it just kind of fizzles. Like it just doesn't get going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just sort of like, oh, I'm trying, you know, I follow the signs and I'm trying this thing and then, huh, that didn't work. And then we're kind of like, well, I don't know what to do. So this is a universal pattern and I don't know what to call it. It's a pattern that we haven't experienced. Collect. This is a new pattern for human consciousness, this idea where it just it's like everything's being taken away. It's being stripped away, all our efforts. However... My belief is that this isn't a per, this isn't the permanent way of being. It's almost like we're being so shifted and sorted right now, um, so that we don't make the mistake of moving ourselves to a place that we're not supposed to be, because what's coming next is we're going to have some you know quite different awarenesses pretty soon. Um, I think it's probably around the new year when all of this changes going to just become pretty clear like it's like we're in this big waiting period so that's one part you're in this universal energy of everything's not happening i don't don't know why and even looking politically like nothing's you know it's just it's just all it's all chaos right now nothing's nothing's happening Uh the next part for you is um it feels that this this you're sort of in double chaos because you don't have a place to stay that's consistent. Um, what possibility do you have of just settling in somewhere like through through December, just like picking one spot and staying there? What possibility do you have of that? Yeah, that's what I've been looking for something, uh, you know, through December, um, possibly through January. Um, and, Nothing has quite aligned yet, but that's what I've 
kind of been focusing on just to kind of, because I felt that too, just kind of get me through into the new year so I can be stable at least through December. Um, Mm -hmm. So there, I've been looking for that. Um, I haven't found it yet, but um, I have been looking. Yeah, that, that piece seems like the universe is um, inviting you to kind of stop trying to create your business in the way that you were and to just sort of stabilize for a while. Um, and are you from California? No, I'm from Philadelphia originally. What other um, areas, like what other states have been interesting to you? Cause I don't feel California is going to be it for you. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I've can, I've I've been having a serious consideration of Oregon, um, and I also am um, dating a man who lives in Montana, and he keeps trying to get me to come to Montana. I'm like, it's so cold up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, Montana's not going to have a lot of um, like what you're what you offer. There's not going to be a large population that's going to be super interested, but. Oregon, especially up more towards, uh, you know, more towards the Ashland, um, Portland, kind of, that's what you're offering is going to be quite popular. So it just feels like, um, California isn't, it's almost like it's not a, sometimes we resonate with places physically. It's like you're not, it's not your place. And if you're from Philadelphia, Oregon, or, Colorado, those just seem like more of a grounded, earthy presence a bit. Seems like that's Mm -hmm. California is more watery and airy. And, um, but I think if you were to be able to just find a place to stay the next couple months and just really use the time in retreat to like create your vision of what it is you want to offer to people, I think what you're offering is astounding this idea of hypnotherapy and movement and art and meditation. Wow. That's the stuff of a fantastic retreat or a fantastic program. Um, kind of looking at like, well, how could you start this in a way that, you know, would allow you to have a steady clientele? What would you call it? All those things. It's like you're needing to really go to the core essence of what you're trying to offer and really figure it out. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I do appreciate that. Um, I like the yeah. idea of the time and retreat. Mm-hmm. Because a um, lot of people... Ask... Go ahead. There's been, a, there's been an opportunity for me to work with a yoga studio in Los Angeles, and I think that that's why I have been migrating, because I had this opportunity, and there's a part of me that feels like maybe... You know, I'm clinging to this because it's an opportunity that I have, but things aren't aligning with that. And so I like, I feel like my spirit has been saying, yeah, you're not going to stay here. So just, you know, do what you need to do and then move on. And so, mm-hmm. you know, recognizing, I like, I like the fact that you said that Oregon and Colorado is grounding. And I felt that I just visited Oregon and it felt very earthy and very grounding, like a really good energy for me. Well, and I think too, sometimes the universe puts things in our path like, like yes to yoga studio, uh, or wellness center with a big room that you can use, you know, to, to have people move. 
but not not this particular yoga studio in LA. It's like, yes, you have the visioning of this space that you can use, but it's not the space you have the opportunity at. It's just, it's a space in the future. Yeah, thank you so much yeah. for that. I really appreciate your insights. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also interesting. So Portland has a really active, um, say, ecstatic dance community. Um, but I don't know of anyone who's doing the work like combining hypnotherapy with movement in the way you're describing. Very intriguing. I can um, – I, I taught ecstatic dance uh down here in Salem area for a couple of years. And, um, we did some pretty interesting things. There are so many, uh, possibilities in that kind of, you know, working with the body and working with uh, hypnotherapy and meditation. It's really interesting possibilities there. You could really create something pretty, you know. pretty effective. Thank yeah. You. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like yet. I'm just making it up as I go along, but I have a feeling it's going to be really cool. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's exactly, you know, that's what Gabrielle Roth, you know, in her five rhythms, she just made it. She just was down in Esalen and she just started teaching what came through her. And it's sort of like that's what you're you're being asked to get stabilized, even if you're just staying at someone's place through December. But it's just one place. You don't have to keep packing and moving Um, and just have some time to, you know, have your journal and do meditation and work things out and do little sketches and see what your practice, see what practice you're creating in a more formalized way. Pretty exciting, this creative venture, you know, that is going to come into the world. It's great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yep. Well, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck to you. All righty. So we are going to take a quick break. Lines are open if you do want to call in, 844 Three nine zero eight two five five. Interesting. We've had a lot of folks with creative projects today, which is uh, always wonderful. Anyway, we're going to go for a quick break. You're listening to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman, and we will be back in just a moment. Open your heart. Let the light of the world shine through you. The greatest of joy is to see you in me, in me, in you. Be bold, be free, be beautiful, believe, be loved, be true to you as far and wide. Remember there's someone who's thinking of you We're all thinking of you Be bold, be free, be beautiful Believe, be loved, be true to you As far and wide
everybody. Welcome back to Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman. And today we're talking about this idea of smallness. And I really appreciate the callers that called because they were both being invited to kind of step back, go into retreat for winter and allow this creative expression for Rita. It was this photography business and for Beth, it was um, this new practice that she was creating kind of, kind of um, creating a practice out of several practices in her own unique way. And for both of them, it was about just getting quiet and still and just beginning to listen to what the universe was bringing forward in terms of their own authentic contribution to the world. They're this, their own creative practice or personal practice that they're going to bring to offer to others. And this is sort of what we're being asked to do right now. And I think it's very interesting. Beth brought up this point of we're in this very strange time. And I would guess that a lot of you have experienced this where there's this kind of all these efforts that we feel guided to. And in old paradigm, we might just move forward with that guidance and then things would shake out and appear. The flow would be pretty easy. We all know how to follow along in that way. But what's happening this time is that nothing's really working. You know, everything's kind of, or, or not as many things are working as we might be accustomed to. We're just accustomed to just sort of putting our attention somewhere and then, you know, it works out trusting in the flow and then it works out. And so this idea is that we are in a really big paradigm shift. And if you look at the, the, the world or the U S the, let's just say the U S political structure. And by political structure, I don't mean a political party. I don't, uh, I'm not talking a, about Republicans or Democrats. I'm talking about all of the things that have come up in the last year, all of these shadows that have been come up for us to look at. We've had the shadow of racism. We've had the shadow of genderism. Now suddenly we're having, uh, we talked a little bit about this last show. We're talking about having all these um, women uh, coming up and um, describing uh, sexual molestation or um, sexual pred- predatoryism. Uh, that's not the right word. <laughs> Anyway, uh, all of these things are coming up and we're being forced to look at them and what is also coming up. And so all of these things that we are asked to no longer be to remove from our collective consciousness or our collective soul are all being brought to the surface. Like, look, we're all we're all racist as a collective we're all genderists. We're all misogynist as a collective on and on and on all these shadows. We're all violent. We're all angry. We're all polluters. You know, all these shadows coming up. We're asked to look and claim it because the idea that this oneness until everyone has turned the corner into compassion, connection, connection, you know, then no one's there. We're only as great or as we're only one as far as all the parts of us are in alignment with this, this new place that we're going. 
And so what's happening with these things that are sort of not working out, you know, you get the guidance, is that a lot of us are hearing guidance that stems from what I would call the old dreams. The old dreams are showing up. The old dreams are showing up. We've been thinking about them for a long time. We've never, you know, these are the things that we always wanted to do but never did. And these old dreams are showing up, and they are similar to the shadow in some ways. They are the the past of us, the old past, and they are coming up once again for us to look at and go, yeah, yeah, I want that old dream of, you know, whatever it is. The, the I want the house. I want to move to this place. I want to do this. And all of these things are coming up as the old dreams showing up. We're following him along because, gosh, we've had these dreams for a long time. And then they're fizzling because the universe is taking us all collectively to a very different place. We're not there yet, but we're moving along at quite a high level of speed. The old dreams, they're not shadows, but they're also not reflective of our highest self or where we're truly going, our true calling, our true soul contract in the world. And so when you see a lot of things not working out, I want you to check, especially lately, because so many are going through this and just see, gosh, if this is this an old dream, is this an old dream? And that's not really who I am or it's not really who I'm becoming. That old thing that's been in my heart for so long. And that's why it's not working. You're asked to you're being asked to expand beyond the old things and really look at who you are from soul perspective. And when we talk about uh, this going small this week for the holidays, this idea of getting very quiet and still and just looking at those tiny, simple pleasures that are the place where the real joy is. I know when we did the meditation earlier in the show, two things came to my mind. One was uh, when I was a kid, I lived in Norway and we'd have these little packets of metallic paper. And we would make them into sort of these little woven paper hearts. Something about that was so beautifully satisfying to me, the texture of the paper, the fact that it was an art project (laughs) that I could actually do and complete, very, very easy, simple thing. And you just get to hang it onto the tree. And then the second vision that came for me was one time years ago, uh, it started snowing. It was evening. It started snowing. And it started snowing very, very, very heavily. And my husband and I went and we sat on the deck in the snow in our jackets and just watched it all come down. We just sat right out there in the snow and the moon. These two simple, small, small ways of being present. And this is what we're asked to be. This is the place we're asked to be right now. How can we just turn our attention to this nowness that isn't about, you know, gifts or food or parties, all the holiday. You know, we're not quite at the gear up stage, but you can feel it. You can feel it coming. Just these small moments. Alrighty, let's go to the phone. Look like we have Carolyn calling from San Jose. Carolyn, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, perfectly. Thank you. Okay, what wonderful. is going oh, on I'm for so you? Excited. Yeah. Thank you. I'm such a big fan of your work. I really love oh, it. Oh, thank you. Well, what can I help you out with? 
Okay, well, um, today I wanted to see if you might um, be able to support me with my relationship with my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And, um, she got married over the summer, and um, it, it was a kind of a difficult time because I wasn't sure that this young man was uh, the best match for her. And um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I did prayer before and, like, you know, cried some tears. And um, the the wedding took place. And, you know, um, I know she's happy and I wish them both the best. And we've been communicating by email after the marriage um, took place. But at the same time, suddenly, you know, she didn't return one of my emails. And I'm kind of wondering... Um, what what that could be about and how to how to proceed so that our uh, relationship is better and that we're um, close like we were before. And how old is she? She's uh, thirty six. Okay, okay. And um, hmm. And does she live nearby you, or are you more of at a distance? She's about. Uh, an hour and a half away. Okay, so pretty near, but not like you're going to just run into her, you know, at the post office or something, Sorry. just or see each other every, <laughs> every, yeah. So there's two parts to this. One is um, it's okay if she marries a person that um, maybe isn't a great match. You know, in, in her path as, as a soul, she might have a lot of different reasons for choosing who she's with. And I don't know if the, you know, marriage will work or the marriage won't work, but it's okay to not have it. Um, it's okay if it doesn't work and it's okay if it does work. It's, it's sort of like this, this is her soul journey and she's the only one that can walk it and making mistakes is certainly a part of like everyone's path is littered with <laughs> littered sure. with For bad sure. decisions yeah. and, you know yeah. and and yeah. and so i think um letting go of the idea of you know that you approve or you disapprove or and i think what's happening is that you see all of the you sense and see all of the ways that it, you know it's it's not a great match and um but perhaps there's reasons at a soul level that this is the most important relationship that she needs to be in. So she'll learn these things, you know, so she's, she'll learn all the things that you, you were seeing. That's one of the problems of being older is that we have so much experience. We just can look at it and go, Oh, <laughs> that's not going to work. And, and, and there's no way we can explain this to you know, a younger person is just, they, they haven't lived through it. Um, but then the other piece is, it feels like your relationship with her is undergoing a kind of a, a loosening of that. She's, she's attempting to sort of loosen the ties Mm -hmm. and this is really difficult for you. Uh, what is your willingness to kind of give her more room and kind of not be as close to her? Um, I see the value of that. If someone has to grow and develop and, you know, do that individuation as a young woman, then uh, I, I support that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that... I um, support it 
story. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I felt, I felt that, um, I felt that she was more in her twenties when you described her. And so I think it's probably is a very important thing that she individuate now and that you just sort of give her lots and lots of space, lots of space. Um, just let it re- release it and allow it to come back, you know, years from now. It, you're not going to lose her, but it's, it's time to, uh, be less close and to move your own attachments to friends and, you know, make new friends and have other relationships. You know, Carolyn, I'm so sorry. I would love to talk to you about this more, but, uh, the show, uh, we, I have to wrap it up. We've only got a minute yeah. or two left. So, yeah, um, sorry. yeah, but just, you know, just release her, release her and uh-huh. move on to, you're being invited to move into some new relationships in your own life. So just go ahead and do that. All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Thanks thank you so for calling. Much, I appreciate much it. Much love to yeah. you. Thank All you. right. Bye-bye. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Yep. Carolyn is a beautiful example of a very loving person. And um, even those we love, sometimes we're asked to, especially right now, we're asked to let go and move on to new relationships. Uh, we're always growing as beings. We're always growing. And uh, we're always being invited to step into the next phase of our expansion. Hey, everybody, you can get this Entering Stillness, a Winter's Retreat. Go to the website, sarahwiseman.com. You'll find it on the front page. It's just $9.99. We're starting next week. The lessons will start rolling out. It's a really nice way to have some intention about your holiday experience. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I look forward to being with you next week. I'm Sarah Wiseman, and you'll find me at sarahwiseman.com. Want more of Ask Sarah with Sarah Wiseman? Tune in every Friday for more amazing teachings on intuition, spirituality, and you. Want to contact Sarah direct? Visit www.sarahwiseman.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.